This is a Rio Grande Guardian International News Service report on border business. It's very positive. Uh, they are now more advanced manufacturing type of projects. They're paying better paying jobs, more investment from the companies. Uh, we're not uh, we're not just seeing just a metal stamper. We are seeing a lot more complex uh, processes going on here in, in, in the community. Uh, and, and, and again, the, the, the RGB continues to be a great place for manufacturing. That's not EDC saying that. That's not brokers or developers. That is coming from the companies that are operating in this community. And, and they are the ones that are giving positive references. They are encouraging other companies to come to the valley and, and consider locating down here. Um, last year, uh, uh, Johnson Controls uh, expanded here in West Laco, just down the road. Uh, they brought, um, I believe it was uh, mainly electronics. Uh, it is an assembly operation, but they, they do have industrial component. And again, that was a pretty sizable uh, transaction uh, in, in the market. And, and this year, we've continued to see the same. We've continued to see companies, uh, mainly companies in Reynosa, uh, standard motor products, Rings window fashions and, and Wells vehicle electronics. They've all expanded uh, from just a basic warehouse operation to some kind of assembly operation and have more of a distribution center. Uh, uh, the RGB and the border has typically been, been just a parts warehouse, just very simple, uh, send raw material down, down to the uh, production facilities in, in Mexico. So it is great to see the northbound component where we now are calling these warehouses distribution centers. And it does add a whole different dynamic. It adds more transportation, more logistics, uh, and just brings more trade to, to the area. Uh, the other existing uh, industry that's, that's, that's has a big presence here is produce. I'm, I'm not gonna talk about the, the produce, but I do wanna talk about food manufacturing because we have so much produce coming through here that some of these companies are saying, hey, we could do a lot more down in McAllen. <coughs> in McAllen, far, uh, West Lakota, just up and down the border. Uh, there's the labor, uh, the cost of labor is affordable. Uh, the, the real estate is, is coming, we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but uh, Ravim is, is one of those companies where they have uh, the e-radiation technology. Uh, so we are working with several companies in, in the market and are looking to take advantage of that of that of that process to not only sanitize the food, make it a little bit healthier, but they're they're now able to make the the, the food have a longer shelf life. Um, so, <laughs> so, so a, a good example is, is the fruit cups you guys have on on your table. So. There is a company that is looking to use that technology, cut the fruits here in the warehouse, and be able to ship it directly from this facility. Now, I know that's already going on, but it's going on within a certain radius from, from far. It, 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 it can't go to too many days without hitting the final customer. So this new technology will actually extend that shelf life. So we can distribute food in, 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 in this quality to further to the Northeast and to the United States. So that is gonna have a huge impact. Um, we're able to, I mean, the companies that are looking to do that are gonna be able to, to distribute not only to locales like what you're seeing right now, but also to restaurants. So airports, anywhere you see these fruit cups, that is just one example of what companies are looking to do here with 
using just the technology from, from Ravine. Uh, and, and again, that's because we already have so much produce coming, coming through the border. <clears throat> there's, uh, there's so much demand for, for the food production side of it that there is one developer uh, down on, on Point Guard Street and, 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 and McAllen uh, that is building a 75,000 square foot spec building. And he's building it specifically for climate control, not produce. It is climate control, so it's, it has the, the roof and the insulation to be able to uh, put units in there. And, 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 and one of these companies can actually do their production, their cutting, their sorting, their packing in a clean, safe environment without having to basically rebuild a, 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 uh, a climate controlled area within an existing dry warehouse. Um, so again, that one developer is seeing the potential and he's, he's filling that void. And in fact, we, we met with him because we were working with one of the companies and he, he mentioned he's working with another company. So the, this, is, this is definitely a trend that we expect to continue. It's not short term and it's a huge opportunity for, for the Valley. Um, so that, uh, that kind of covers the, the existing, uh, I'm gonna let uh, Carlos and Annette talk a little bit more about the existing companies, how they're doing, how they're growing, uh, as well as, as, as the Mexico side. But, uh, um, uh, what I'll talk about next is uh, the opportunities that we're seeing and why we need more, more real estate, more industrial real estate in, in, in throughout the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, industrial real estate is not going to stop. And it's not going to stop because of population growth. As long as the population is growing, and it's growing all over Texas, it's growing rapidly down here, there needs to be industrial to service that growth. Um, and it's no secret, we're in Texas, we're in a great position, we're getting a lot of attention. Um, and, and, and there are going to be more and more projects coming here. Uh, one sector that I want to talk about is uh, EV, electronic vehicles. Uh, uh, the next one will be semiconductor and solar panels. I think these three sectors have a lot of potential. Um, the, the, the Clean Energy Act, uh, the, uh, the U.S. government wants to accelerate production of affordable electronic vehicles. We already have a ton of automotive suppliers, from Matamoros to Reynosa, and of course, down, down further south. So all these uh, automotive suppliers will have, if they want to compete in the future and, and compete for the future car sales, they will need to have a, a um, an, an electronic component to their assembly. And we are seeing that, um, uh, and I'm not just talking about the Teslas of the world. Uh, uh, Tesla is gonna, I mean, is driving a lot of that, but. If the U.S. really wants to reach, I don't know, 30 to 50 percent of of, uh, of new vehicle production uh, by 3030 to be electronic vehicles, the automotive guys need to ramp up. And we're in an ideal situation. We we're here between the two Tesla plants. We're here between the Navistar plants. Uh, just logistically, with our friends in Mexico and uh, the production going on in the U.S., we are well positioned. And again, it it goes back to labor availability of labor. Uh, which we have, uh, and I know we're in Texas and we're not big believers in probably electric vehicles because we like our, our gas so much, our gas and diesel powered cars, uh, but there are countries in Europe that, that will hit 50 to 70 percent of their new vehicle production will, will be electronic vehicles by 2030. So whether we, we, we're on board or not, it's going to happen, and uh, Tesla's in, uh, uh, Tesla, Uber, uh, Navistar, they're, they're all buying into it, and there's also uh, 
the, the non-automotive side. So uh, we, we do need to remember that uh, there's forklifts, there's other machinery that is being manufactured uh, that, that will also, uh, that is trying to go away from propane tanks. Uh, uh, forklifts is one good example. A company called JCB, which is, uh, which is a caterpillar in, in the United Kingdom, they just announced a project in Central Texas, and it's going to be about 700,000 square feet of production. And again, they want to piggyback off Caterpillar suppliers, uh, which again, it's it's to the RGB's benefit because the RGB, the, those same suppliers are already here. They're in Reynosa, they're further south. We are in in the middle, so we are well positioned to, to benefit from from that growth. Um, the next one is the semiconductors. Uh, uh, the Chips Act of 2022 is just we we just need to build more chips in, in the United States. Uh, production just went down significantly, and, and and there's a huge commitment. There's 61 billion dollars that will be spent in Texas over six projects. Um, the, the the one I'm going to talk about is, is Samsung. Samsung is building 17 million dollar plant North Boston. And the reason I bring it up is we've already seen some of their suppliers come to to the valley. Uh, and, and they're coming here because, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, Samsung is, is uh, relocating about 100 suppliers. That's what the, the city of Austin is, is, uh, is telling the, the communities. And the city of Austin is also acknowledging that they do not have the labor. So the city of Austin is actually encouraging suppliers to look throughout Texas. And, and the benefit for us, and, and, and the reason they've called us is, uh, we have South Korean companies manufactured across the board. Uh, so they already have positive references from the RGB. And, 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 and that's only going to continue. They, they either have a business relationship or they just know there's other South Korean manufacturers in the area. So again, Samsung suppliers, uh, semiconductor, uh, uh, it's, it's a, a higher technology, higher pain, uh, lots of power. Um, but, but again, these other suppliers are going to scatter around Texas. Um, so we just want to make sure we're well positioned to capitalize on, on some of that growth. Uh, the last one is the solar panel manufacturing. It's, it's one of the harder ones, in, in my opinion. Uh, it just requires a ton of power. Uh, and I'm talking about 9 to 12 megawatts, uh, which is like half a substation. Uh, so it's, it, it, it's a little bit of a bigger... Um, requirement, but again, they have also come to the valley. They have also toured sites here. And, and, and again, I keep going back to, uh, uh, you know, as brokers, we always depend on referrals, but as communities, we do the same. So uh, one of the companies that came, they considered a, a building in Harlingen. Harlingen was on their short list, and, and they looked at other buildings throughout, throughout the valley, but uh, they are an Indian company. Um, so we are all familiar with our, our Indian um, um, uh, company that relocated that, that located here uh, that gave us positive references. So they took they made several trips to the valley. I don't know where that project stands, but again, we are getting those looks at, at those companies. Uh, the uh, I guess I'll wrap it up. The uh, so what what can we do? Uh, uh, developers, we, we just need to build. Uh, I know it sounds uh, easy uh, easier than than it, than it really is. Uh, especially in today's interest rate environment, uh, but if we want to land these deals, we do need to have the product. And it, again, 
when I started working here 20 years ago, a manufacturing project, uh, uh, suppliers were wanting to come and build like a 30,000 square foot building. They just wanted to have a footprint here. And, and since that time, I mean, 90% of, the, of them have left because it's not sufficient. So the footprint for these manufacturing projects is definitely a lot larger. Uh, it's like if we're going to go in and we're going to invest, it needs to be worth it. It needs to have a, 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 a big enough footprint to justify the investment. The, the, the one thing that we all need to remember is that we finally have, we're finally in the middle of all this growth in Mexico and, 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 and Texas, and we just, we just need to, I mean, I mean, we just need to pull the trigger. And, and, and I know there's plenty of projects that Carlos Diaz is going is, is to talk about. Um, I do want developers just to be aware that uh, we're not just building uh, warehouses with, without, without insulation. We do need to build some insulation. We do need to build good floors, good parking area, 32-foot uh, clear heights. Uh, we don't need to go over the top with all the bells and whistles, but we do need to build a higher quality product if we want to win some of these advanced manufacturing projects.